0: Welcome to episode 14 of Jen's Music Stash. Uh, this is Mike Hughes, and with me as always...
1: Is Jen Bernstein.
0: The one and only. Hi, Jen.
1: Hi. Happy New Year. It's 2014.
0: And the 14th stash.
1: 14th episode of the stash, and it's 2014. So there's a certain, you know, if you're into numerology, there's a synchronicity happening.
0: Yeah. This is exciting, because the 14s are, but anyway. Yeah. Your voice, well, well, as always, resonant and lovely. It sounds a little worse for wear, and I think uh, maybe you should tell the people exactly what, what's what happening. What are you talking
1: about? Do I sound a little nasally? A little nasally, more than usual, yeah. A little sniffle? Well, um, well let's let's reverse. Let's um, let's think back a little bit. Uh, I did Four Nights of Fish, at Madison Square Garden for the new year. That'll do it. Which was awesome. And I had, you know, like six people, six books uh, hanging out at my house. And, you know, you gather. I mean, how big is MSG? Like 20,000 people or so?
0: I thought 20. I looked it up. It's 18,000. 18.
1: 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at it. So people yeah, don't think I prepare heavy. for this show. That's
0: awesome. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> There's 18,000 of us, right? And we're all, you know, sharing joints and vape pens and fun drugs. And we're staying out late and our resistance is down and it's really cold outside. I mean, it was frigid during the fish run.
0: And people and are bringing different strains of Wook flu from all over the country, even over. the world.
1: Yeah. So, one um, of you motherfuckers got me sick. And, uh, or, you know, could have just been, you know, any mofo on the subway or, you know, this giant peachy dish called New York City I live in. But, uh, just wash your hands a lot. Don't touch your face. I like, um, I like neti pots. I like to flush my nasal passages and uh, yeah, so I'm a little stuffy. To answer your question, yeah, thanks. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> thanks have,
0: for pointing that out. We'll have more on your nasal cavities <laughs> later in the show, but uh, but okay. So you you suffer you're suffering through the book flu right now, but, but yeah,
1: we had to close an issue of the magazine, and uh, you know I didn't stay home sick like I should have. I was a here, yeah. yeah. And now we're doing the stash, and I'm so happy because well, because um, we get to bring music to the people. Bring it to the people. Yeah, you know that's what I said.
0: So how do you want to do this? Like, there were four shows. Mm-hmm. You were at all four. I was. I missed two because of stuff I won't get into on the program. It was sad sorry stuff. sorry
1: about your uncle. Yeah, thank
0: you. Thank you. But, um, but you saw all four. So do you want to just maybe talk about each night leading up to the grand finale?
1: I do. Okay. Okay, well, so you were at the first two. So, yeah. you know, obviously we can both, you know, join in and talk about it. Uh, the 28th, uh, gearing up for this, we, I mean, you and I both agreed on... The really big rager of the night, the the biggest jam vehicle, uh, was Steam. Yeah,
0: that it's, was a that was an incredible Steam. It
1: was a really awesome Steam, and like Steam was also big. What last? Not last year, the year before, um, Steam had just come out that year, and well,
0: oddly enough, that was the New Year's gag show in two thousand eleven. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, exactly
1: two years ago. So yeah. last year was the Runaway Golf cart yeah uh, and the garden party. yeah So, of course, we returned to the garden for a party, only this year there were less small people running around on stage, uh, <laughs> less um, golf. Uh, but we both agree that Steam was really awesome. And, you know, so this is our first opportunity to hear new music off of Wingsuit. So these were the first shows after Atlantic City. And... One of the songs on the 28th was Monica, and I learned this yesterday, and this is really cool about Monica, and I'm going to share this with you, Mike. Please. Because you have no idea what I'm talking about. Edge
0: of my seat right now.
1: I heard from a friend that Monica is a song of all double meanings. It is such a word crafty song. It's so cool. And, like, we have to talk to Tom Marshall about this because it is so clever in so many ways, right? Well, I'm going to tell you. Let's have some examples here. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can play some of it, but, you know, here, I'll just, I'll just you know, quote some of it. Uh, you gave me one last taste, retreated me. Then cut off at the knees, defeated me. So, right? So if you're cut off at the knees
0: defeated defeat right, right? defeated okay. me okay all right
1: from your ivory tower mm, inspired me spire from your ivory tower spire okay. inspired me then stole my manhood desired me desired me uh-huh. really yeah so really cool so all throughout monica there's all of these Double meanings. It is so clever and crafty.
0: It's very clever and that crafty. That I
1: was, you know, waiting to share that with you right here on the stash. I
0: love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Your friend should get bonus points for finding I that. I know.
1: That was, um, I think you can follow her on Twitter. She just started up. It's at um, newborn elf, which is a reference uh, from Gaiuti. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. Otherwise, uh, her name is Gaiuti. Uh, Kelly Baines. She's okay. one of the bees.
0: One of the bees. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kelly, for pointing that out. That's awesome. Do you want to play a little Monica?
2: Yeah, let's play some Monica. Monica. You gave me one last taste, to of From your eyes to tower.
0: That was pretty cool. I like it. And the double meaning makes it doubly as awesome.
1: Doubly? Yeah. So should we play some Steam? Yeah. and
0: I I feel like most people have heard that the Steam was epic and amazing, but I feel like we would not be doing our jobs if we didn't at least give you a little taste. Do it. That brings me back to two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's such a major jam, and, you know, I love when uh, a song just, you know, diverges, and it's all of a sudden just out there, and you don't know where it's going, and then you're like, wait, this is steam, this is awesome, and, you know, this is why Fish is so awesome, because they can do so much.
0: Yeah, and even when you think you've got a pretty firm grasp on what's what's going on, they could pull out something like that and kind of, you know...
1: Yeah, they win the butt picking award.
0: They do. They just pull it, pull out, it out nowhere. Of nowhere. Well done. My goodness. All right. Well,
1: so the 20- 20 Sorry. talking about, yeah. you know, being in the rear on the 29th. I was Were
0: we talking about being in the rear? Oh, butt picking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
1: I was in the rear on in the 29th. I was in um with my coworker, uh McCoy, our our favorite Makui, and we were in in the rear of the garden. But my favorite part of sitting like behind the stage is that you get you get to see everybody.
0: It is an interesting perspective. You know? I wouldn't want to do it every night, but it's no, it's a cool it's change of face. Very pace.
1: cool. And then you get to see what the band sees. So like for me, somebody who likes to be up close on the rail or three or four like rows back, um, it's cool being in the rear and looking at those people you know the rail riders and all of my friends who are down there like in the pit or and then seeing what the band sees too because Kuroda or you know hadn't whoever's working you know the lights you can see like there's a light show for fish too as much as there's a light show happening for us in the audience like it's very visual for them and so that was awesome to watch. And there was a
0: new lighting element kind of revealed where the, the rear of MSG sort of looked like it was melting. Were you there during that or was I can't yeah, remember if no, that was that I, night? I definitely
1: saw that. Yeah, it's a it's like a it looked like it was snowing. I first saw that like in Reading. Yeah. You know, um the whole arena goes completely dark except for uh, I think this night it was like a red uh, backdrop and then like sprinkled with you know bright white mm. um, lights and so I don't know if it's a if obviously it's an effect but uh, very cool. All
0: right, so Jenny was in the rear. I was
1: in the rear, but let me say something about that. I was basically in Paige's lap. I mean, where my seats were, I was like almost like I was looking down on him, and so. I grew up playing piano and being able to watch his hands. Like, you can sometimes watch Paige's hands, like, on the, um, like, if you're at home on Couch Tour, he's got, you know, those cameras set up on him. But seeing walls of the cave at night played was amazing for me. uh, Just to watch him on a baby grand piano or a full grand piano and just uh, belting that out as a piano player. I really loved it and I think we should play it.
0: All right, let's do it. Bye. All right, and that that is the song that closed the first set that uh, that show. But um, great set. Did you um, did you have any second set standouts? Are you ready to let Twenty Nine go?
1: Uh, Twenty Nine, let's let it go because I just because I, I think
0: we ought to mention that Karini in the second uh, set. That was pretty. That's like the go-to song right now for yes. them to just like rock our faces off. I think mm-hmm. you know. Out all the stops every time they play that it's it's really amazing. he's
1: so a real rocker now too. I mean it's uh, actually we we mentioned um, Creaney had a lumpy head in the pot forty.
0: Did we? Actually, yeah.
1: we said Lucy took a walk. Now Lucy's dead. No. Yeah. you
0: have to be the discerning fish head to really get yeah, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It seems to just keep getting better and better.
1: Trudette, Mike, Trudette. All right. All right, so the thirtieth, you yeah, wanna go on? Let's move on. So
0: I have to drop out mostly of the conversation now, but please tell us about the thirtieth.
1: Let's first talk about the importance of the thirtieth. I mean this is the it was the thirtieth day of December in the thirtieth year of Fish and it was their thirtieth show at Madison Square Garden.
0: Well, talk about numerology, right? That's... Yeah,
1: I mean, thirty, thirty, thirty is really cool, and so of mm-hmm. course I was like hashtagging thirty, thirty, thirty. So if you want to go back to Twitter and, and search that, you can. You might see some my uh, my tweets. And um,
0: that's a, that's at NYC Jam Gal, right? That's correct. Okay,
1: I've been a little delinquent in at JB Music Stash, but yeah, you know, it's all good. Yes. Um. So the thirtieth was you know awesome for me because I got to do something that I had never done before with fish, and that was go to one of these really cool. Waterwheel Foundation events and Waterwheel for you know fans music fans who don't know is Fish's charitable organization and uh, pretty much every city or um, show that they have uh, Water is there and they have a booth and uh, all the money goes to charitable organizations other charities locally um, for the city that they're in. And like for example, after the fish flood recovery benefit, they raised more than a million dollars for oh, wow. um, flood victims, which was awesome. That is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so on this particular day, thirty, 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 I went to the Waterwheel Lake hangout thing, and you get to go into the venue early. And they have, like, a special – it's not, like, so much – sometimes it's a meet-and-greet, mm. but they do a silent auction.
0: And you get, like, a poster, and you yes, get Yes, you get a poster.
1: Awesome and this walk-in. night, yeah, was from Jim Pollock, uh, who, um, you know, is one of Fish's oldest uh, artists. Not old in terms of age, but, you know, He's long, been with them a while, long time running. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do a segment on high art one time that would be and cool, have yeah. Jim on to talk about like his experiences with the band uh and to our poster
0: like, art people we say hello uh, fish posters is a badass website and all you guys are awesome listeners so thank you
1: Yeah, and I'm a big fan of fan art, Pete Mason, and everything that he has done and it's just great to support um artists.
0: Indeed. All yes.
1: right, so So anyway, so um we get walked in and we get walked in through the belly of the garden. And uh, there's these girls behind me who, uh, you know, may have been waited, been waiting since like 5.30 in the morning, I don't know, really, um, really cold outside, <laughs> and, uh, and I just, you know, kind of no, no. got in line again uh, in, in, in front of them. Yeah. And um, that sucks. It's shitty. For I acknowledge them. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... I was in front of them, and so, like, I grabbed my spot on the rail, like, where I would want to be, and that is closer to Cactus, to Mike Gordon. I wanted to be in in the base spot, in Baseville, and uh, that apparently was not cool to these two girls who had been waiting all night all morning did, to, did it get um, ugly? Were there, there
0: threats made?
1: Well, no, but they were like, uh-uh, this is not going to happen. No, you can't be here. You can't be here. And I respected that. So I, I moved. I moved, but I had to move over to Trey's spot.
0: Oh, poor yeah. Jen. <laughs> yeah. So wait, let me get this straight. You just waltzed into Madison Square Garden. You walked right up to the rail and you had to stand in front of Trey on 30, 30, 30. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Which was the rocker yeah. of like all the shows. Well, I think was... we all feel bad
0: for you guys. <laughs> Do you
1: feel bad for Jen? I know, but I got to hang out with my friend Mark, and I was his plus one, so I went to stand where he was standing. Use um, hashtag Trey spot that night.
0: <laughs> Reluctantly.
1: And you know what? It is so cool standing in front of Trey and you know watching him play guitar. It's really fucking awesome. He is incredible, and um, I'm ha- I'm happy. I was I'm good with it. I'm good. With I'm it. good. I rocked right. out. I'm glad. That you're okay. jaboo was incredible. I really loved rocking out to the jaboo. Mm. And um, I
0: heard there was an excellent Yarmouth road. Mm -hmm. Nice wombat.
1: to the bees. Oh, the wombat. And, you know, uh, Trey, you know, gets down. There's like there's a obviously a wombat dance now from Atlantic City with Abe Goda, you know, for Fish TV. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, got to have that. And, um, yeah, you got to have that. I love that one. So that dance that, you know, Trey does. I am loving Trey's dancing these days, guys. Really? I mean, can we comment on that? Can we talk about how awesome Trey's white boy moves are and how he fucking gets down? I got to wash my mouth. I was soaked this episode. I've said F-bomb like three times. Um, yeah. We like Trey it. You're fired up. Friggin' gets down yeah. in the end. You know, this one especially. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that is usually happening when Mike is taking like this killer bass solo, right? Another killer bass solo um, from Thirty Thirty Thirty, always, 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 always enslaved to the traffic light, right? See the cities, see the zoo. Yeah, and um, that end bass solo from Mike is just so beautiful, and that's that bass solo is my sonic cleanser. It's my like. It sonically cleanses me, and it was preparing me. It ended, it was the encore on 303030, and it was preparing me for the last day of. It's like a high colonic,
0: Uh, a sonic colonic. It was a sonic colonic. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool.
1: Can you play them just a little bit of that bass solo?
0: Fuck yeah.
1: I see what you did there.
0: Awesome, that's very cool. And that was the encore. Just to hop back really quick, you also said that Wee Groove was uh, yeah. was stand out worthy or uh-huh. noteworthy or something, right?
1: Uh-huh. It stood out yeah. and it was noteworthy. It was stand worthy. <laughs> it was rocking. I love that. I love Weekapog Groove. It's really cool. All
0: right. Well, mm. yes. You're a Gordon fan. So huh? shall we move on? Uh, after your Sonic Colonic, <laughs> you you went back to MSG for the fourth straight night. Oh, yeah. You didn't skip that fourth night. You were ready to go. What did you think of that show? 31.
1: 31? I, I almost don't want to talk about it because it was so awesome. Like... Uh, well, then let's end the show right here. Okay.
0: I think we should talk about it. You think we should talk about it? See, I didn't want to talk about it for a while because I was forced to miss it. But you were there, and you should tell the good people listening how absolutely epically amazing it was.
1: It It was all epically amazingly awesome. And uh, I almost can't remember what happened in that first set because I just always revert back to, um, to that second set. Yeah, so what I didn't realize was that on the 31st after the first set like as it's first set and there you see like Mike walk out like he's behind this like it's, it's not a paper sh- machine mountain it's like a cardboard cutout of a mountain and I guess it was supposed to to mimic you know, their first show in Colorado was... Uh, the, uh,
0: the Colorado 88 uh, release, the album cover. Yeah, from that. and yeah. so
1: um, Paige and Trey are carrying out a cake that's a Fender Rhodes cake, basically. And they cut it up, and they sliced it, and they started handing it out to people on the rail. So that was really nice. You got to, you know, eat some cake with them. You know, all the rest of, you know, the arena was pretty jealous. Sure. And then set two... So this is what happened. Um... It's set break. And all of a sudden, like, there is a division between the front and the rear of uh, MSG. And that's... Go on. (laughs) GA West is at the front and GA East is in the back. And um, in between the two, uh, there was enough space to drive in this truck, this jump truck. And JEMP stands for um, the first initials of each members of the band. And um, so JEMP, and it spells JEMP. And, like, so, yeah, so we had just seen this video of uh fishman collecting all, like, random bits from over, you know, was it 30 years or uh, past New Year's Eve? And they drive this truck in and, or roll it in. And the next thing I see, I see... Uh, Kuroda or, or a stagehand brings out a um, a ladder, a stepladder, and they're climbing up the ladder, and there's lights, like old school like pole lights. And the tree lights. Yeah, are, uh, yeah. and Kuroda um, has uh, a broomstick, and this is probably how he probably would have positioned lights had it been 83, Three, yeah. uh, 30 years ago. That's Um, that's
0: commitment to a gag right there. He actually went up during set break and positioned the lights with a Uh broomstick. This is all
1: for the gag, right? Yeah. And they had uh, hockey sticks for the microphones because I know that Mike used to record uh, the band using uh, a hockey stick for a mic stand um, and record off of that. And uh, or in this case, they had their microphone set up and uh, Paige had these like Egg carton crates. What are those? Like oh, milk, milk, crates, milk, cr- yeah, yeah, milk Yeah, milk carton crates stacked up. There were two of them stacked on top of each other. So you would imagine that, like, you know, at their first gig or along those lines, didn't have uh, money for a stool. Hell no. Right. Yeah. And actually, he didn't sit down. Like he stood up for most of the. Well, those things are very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And um, and and Fishman. I'm I'm not sure what Fishman had, and I know that Mike actually used. His old bass and Fishman used his stripped down like drum set and Trey used his old guitar, his languidoc. And Mike used his languidoc bass. Wow. And um, so they were truly committed in the sound. And I know that Mike had his original amp on the stage. Really? From 83? Yes. But they didn't play through it.
0: Okay, but yeah. there, but it was there, that's yeah, very so impressive. I mean, right. and that's
1: a real big commitment to yeah. to the gag, um, and then, of course, they played, like, you know, they opened up with Glide, which is so cool because it's you know, glad that you know we've Never all arrived, mind. and mm-hmm. really, I mean, come on, they've arrived, fish has arrived, I mean, thirty, thirty years, you think it's you know.
0: I don't think they could arrive much more than this. They headline <laughs> MSG for four days over New Year's Eve. They make yeah. millions of dollars touring every year. They're, uh-huh.
1: yeah. They're headlining Jazz Fest just announced yeah, today. Yeah, no, they've, they've S- arrived. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but what you had said was that they um, were only playing songs from 83?
0: Uh, no, the during the two set breaks, oh, okay. they were playing through the PA system only songs oh, from 1983, oddly enough. yeah. 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 And that wasn't me. That's what uh, fish.net says.
1: Yeah. Thanks, guys, at fish.net. Yeah. Also support the Mockingbird Foundation, which is another great charitable foundation. Indeed. Um. So thanks, fish.net, for that. So from Glide, we got Llama. Llama. To boot, to boot. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Sunrise over Turquoise Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, this I always wanted a
0: mama dance and Llama, a Mama Llama would be fun. I
1: like
0: that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Mama. Oh, mama Lama.
2: Oh
1: that's a cool segue. Or Mama Lama. I like
0: Mama Lama. Yeah, right. All right. Anyway. Okay.
1: So now this is where it gets interesting because Dan Canner, Justin Bieber's guitarist, had posted on Twitter or Instagram or something how you know, his top songs that he had never seen or songs that he really wanted that he really wanted at MSG was Colonel Forbins and Mockingbird. That motherfucker got both of those songs.
0: And that's that's pretty I mean I mean
1: that is as rare as it comes. Yeah. It doesn't get any more rare and it doesn't get rarer. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. That and rear. he had it out, <laughs> he had it out there before the show. Yes, that's pretty good.
1: And um, so yeah, so I mean, anything Game End is awesome, and, and I would love it. And Dan and your Cantor buddy called Dan Cantor called, it, Cantor called it, freaking called it. It's amazing. Like it just doesn't happen, and he got it. Mm-hmm. And like if if I was that dude, I mean, done done you're like, gonna
0: retire that's yeah, it
1: it's like what else can they Beaver. do what well let's
0: tell them what do. else they did okay. do All they right, did right, fuck right, your right. face next they did fuck your face
2: i guess it's not the singing type it would rather yell and spit but if you don't think you like this guitar you're really asking for shit because when i get mad i get red and then i start to steam and this guitar is gonna fuck your face because it knows how to scream
1: incredible and i have to say this okay mike gordon doesn't show a lot of emotion on stage you know it's it's really tough doing what he does he earned you know? that
0: cactus nickname yeah yeah he
1: earned it dude was smiling and not and like nodding his head the entire time during fuck your face was loving it and it was like almost headbanging and smiling and and, and that made me really happy. He's that was the one really who did cool. the cover art
0: for the Stone Sucking in the 70s <laughs> EP. Um, that was awesome. And then uh-huh. what else did they play?
1: Uh, I'm still thinking okay. about fucking Yeah, face. no, well,
0: um, Reba. Reba. Gotta like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this amazing Iculus. I, mean, yes. I, I Did you I, get
1: the message, Mike? I did. My I
0: listened to it and I think I got the message and to me the message is don't read the book or they're going to stop playing this incredibly great song and just once before I die, I want them to extend the jam at the end. I mean that's all I'm asking for. Let's jam it out. Why has it got to end? It sounds like it's going in a really cool direction. Jen, yeah, I Jump in here anytime. I'm making an idiot of myself.
1: No, you're not. Okay. I, I love I love the passion. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, I really love the passion. Love
0: your enthusiasm. You're really drooling oh, all have
1: over you seen, yourself. I don't <laughs> And then lizards, right? I mean, Judy was a lizard. Judy was but, a lizard. But um, this lizards, the lizards, a race of people practically extinct by doing smart things people don't do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was once a lizard, too. But the
0: lizards, they
1: have
2: died.
0: <laughs> the lizards, whoa, have died. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. me <laughs> through the streets of Russia talking as he cried to crush a bug that scurried underneath his blue he said there was a place where we should go. So he led me through the forest to the edge of a lagoon, by which we wandered till we reached a bubbly spring. The night grew very quiet as we stood there. He lifted up his visor and he turned to me and he began to sing. He said, "I come from the land of darkness." He said, "I come from." The
0: friend who's never been to a fish show before and we were supposed to go to this show together and uh, i obviously i couldn't go he went uh you know on his own and he got it changed his life
1: he got these shows his first his, his very first, first show.
0: yeah and and he's standing right next to the the truck and he's listening to these things and he, he calls me after the show and he says you know mike i really like this band and i'm like well yeah pete uh it, it, they're not all like that. You got a pretty special. Oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty cool. If I was that guy, done. Yeah, he's done. like, yeah, I really like that ridiculous <laughs> oh I was like, god. yeah, me too, man. And <laughs> they play it all the time. It's great.
1: Yeah. Oh. Cool. And then, yeah. um, you know, and then you get your melt because uh, you know one of my one of my rules for um, from that bitches love fishes was that you have to have a second set melt because that melt is just. Awesome. And something they didn't get to do, which I talked about, was I love Chris Corotta's lights during Melt. He gets to do these really fun, like, sp- you know, swirly things. Um, like, it's like a searchlight function. I'm sure I've talked about it before. Bonus points for anybody, for any listener who can tell me when I last talked about Melt on the stash. There you and go. those lights. Again. I will give you something special from my stash.
0: Oh, well, that sounds like a great offer. So people yeah. look so into love, that.
1: So I love I love a second set, Melt. Well, would you like and, um, to play anything cool. from that second set? I mean, do you want to play some of, like, about the message? Because I don't think everyone's gotten the message.
2: You guys all feeling it? You're feeling the message? Because I remember when we started this band, before our first gig, we sat in a room together and we said, I've got a message. Do you have a message, Mike? Yes. Mike said yes. So we said, let's start a band so we can get the message across. Now, the thing is, some of you aren't getting the message. And it's pissing us off. So, you know, we're here tonight, tonight, in the middle of Madison Square Garden. Give you the fucking message! Now, if we're gonna keep blaring it at you and you're not gonna get it, I've gotta make one suggestion. If you can't get it from us, there is a book that you can all read. And in that book, you'll get the message. That's how we got it, in the first place. You won't find this book at Barnes & Noble's. But I really want you, before you leave here tonight, and move into the next 30 years, to take my advice, after all this time, and read the fucking book! Like, I don't know how long we can keep saying it, but I'm thinking, I'm looking around, and I'm thinking a lot of you have not read the book. I can see it. Because this isn't just any book. So I'm going to tell you, you've got to find it. It's the book that's written. I think you know who it's written by. Who I'm talking about. You've got to read it. Because it's written. It's written by the one. Children
0: are old enough <laughs> to ridiculous. Read the book. Read the fucking and talking book. talking about books. Oh, yeah. You have a book story. I have a book story. You want to tell your book story? Well, yeah, because... Wait, hold on. Before you do, are we good here?
1: Um, do we need to talk anything about third It was third a great set? show at
0: the end. You said Fuego, Fuego. was the, the, the balloon drop song, and yeah. um, there was a grind. Mm-hmm. And, hey, you know, we'll see you in the summer. So... Yeah, why don't we talk about the book?
1: So, yeah, so the book. I mean, this was crazy. I um. I went to brunch out in Brooklyn at this place called Little Neck, and uh, they do a Grateful Dead brunch. And they were playing, like, just Grateful Dead music. It was really cool and great food. It's, like, by the Gowanus, which is a really neat part of Brooklyn. And uh, I'm on the train back, and I was thinking about books, and... One of my influences, the Beat poets, Amiri Baraka, who had passed away this week, and um, I was like, you know, what I'm going to go to the Strand Bookstore. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get the message, and then I got the mother of all books because I was like, can you can you see if you got like you know any signed copies of like Hunter S. Thompson or you know I wanted to give back, you know, karmically to the publishing industry and support books and and to let Trey know that, you know, I got the message, you know, I'm going to get the book. And they bring out this, like, 15-pound arts table, you know, coffee table book. It's, like, full of Ralph Steadman's art, and it's Hunter, and it's The Curse of Lono, which was originally published in, like, a paperback size, but Tashin did a limited edition thousand Book print run. And I got number 310. Nice. I really wanted 420, but they only had one copy, limited. Anyways, you know, it's signed by Hunter. I feel like Hunter has held this book. It's in my possession. Then you're and in an
0: overall gonzo state of mind.
1: I am in a gonzo state of mind, yeah. you know? And um, I'm going through the subway. I gotta get this book back home. And there's like thousands of people in Union Square. And I'm like, oh, man, is there, like, a track fire? Like, I, I got this book. My biceps are hurting. Yeah. Like, it's, it's heavy. Right. And I'm a Winklin. And um, and so I'm going down into the subway, and I see, like, f- like flashes going off. And I'm like, oh, great, there's fire or something because there's lights blinking. And then there's even more people. And I'm, like, carting this book around, and I'm trying to get around them. And I'm like, holy shit, none of these people have pants on.
0: No, I should stop you here. And just tell the people who aren't from New York City that that is not the norm.
1: No, it's not normal. I mean, it's like everywhere I looked. I saw tidy whities I saw boxer briefs. I saw, you know, like string bikinis, no
0: thongs. Bet you guys didn't see this coming.
1: No way. And I'm like, how fucking gonzo is this? And I was like, oh, man, I got to do like a salute to Hunter, man, because there is nothing weirder than like carting around a book, you know, signed by the man himself the man who helped get the message out. Mm. The man who loves weed, and that man is Hunter S. Thompson. So I took out my vape pen. Oh, I
0: thought you were gonna say you took your pants off.
1: No, that would have been a
0: proper salute.
1: Oh, really? <laughs>
0: Sorry. Okay, no. you took out your vape pen.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I did a few hits. Okay. And there were cops around too. Yeah, you know, I just I had to be discreet. But sure. I was like, you know, I, you know, that that's what I was gonna do. No, man, I'm not into no pants subway ride 2013. Just don't if you do it. Don't sit down.
0: Oh. Do not sit on those really dirty name. seats and then make them dirty for me later when you're not on it. Mm. But that's cool. So you you, yes. you carried this book through this pantsless jungle and uh-huh. then you, you, you hit your vape pen and you made it home it and my, you have the fucking book. It was my trippy salute. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. So
1: I have this book and you should totally come over and check it out because it's amazing.
0: You're talking to me or them? Because you're just putting <laughs> a ton of people that show up at your door now. At least 10 people.
1: Yeah, only 10. How many people people listen to this book? All right.
0: Well, that was a great book story. I really liked it. But something that we wanted to talk about, we we didn't want to be too fish-centric or too New York-centric. There's a ton of great stuff going on all over the country on New Year's Eve. Always.
1: You know, there's so many shows and so little time. And uh, one of the ways uh, we would love to wrangle, rope, include, join, invite, all of you stash listeners to help us figure out what was the best thing that happened on New Year's Eve. Was it Fish? Was it Mo? Was it that incredible Spanish moon cover that Mo did that Chuck sang that segued and threw it all away in Albany at the Palace Theater? Was that the best thing? Was that your best thing that happened on the 31st for me? Was it that Mockingbird or was it that Forbin? I want to hear from you. People at the Belly Up in Aspen, Colorado. You saw the Flaming Lips. What was the best thing that happened at the Flaming Lips? Widespread panic, Atlanta. Dudes, you guys need to tell me. I want to know what was the best thing you heard. What was the best song you heard on New Year's Eve?
0: I'll tell you my moment. I was in a comfort inn in South Carolina. (laughs) So, boom, beat that, people listening. Um, Well, you mentioned that Spanish moon being particularly awesome. Should we play some of that? Let's play.
1: Awesome. Indeed. Way to go, Chuck. Really, really cool. I mean, I hope that they keep playing that cover.
0: Okay. Well, we have gone uh, just balls to the wall here on Stash 14. But before we go, you have something pretty exciting coming up in your jamdom, right? Yeah. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to the jungle. The jungle?
1: Welcome to the jungle. I'm going to Jungle Jam. Jungle wow. Jam 2014. Yeah. Slightly Stupid is playing. Dumpstafunk. Dopapod. Kung Fu. So who's, who's um, the headliner? Jen Bernstein, High Times Magazine. OK. I'm headlining that bitch, no, um No, Slightly Stupid.
0: Slightly Stupid is the headliner, OK. Yeah. But you get to go to Costa Rica, which yeah. is pretty amazing. And uh-huh. you get to hang out there for a few days and uh-huh. rock out, uh-huh. I would imagine. There's going to be some rocking out. Yeah,
1: there's going to be some rocking. There's going to be like silent disco jams at night. And there's the beach. And it's a surfside town. Um... Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking for Jungle Jam and uh, Max Creek. I mean, Max Creek could be the headliner. I mean, I love those guys. O'Teal Burbridge is there. Yeah. I mean, this shit is off the hook. Indeed. I can't wait to, like, you know, you'll never find me on Jam Cruise. I am not, you don't know. Don't put you on a boat. I don't want to be on a boat. Yeah. I want to be on the land, just stick me someplace for a few days, let me enjoy the music. I want to be in the jungle. It's going to be awesome. Well,
0: good news for you. You're going to be there. And good news for the listeners. You can get uh, up-to-date reports, I guess, of what's going on at Jungle Jam from Jen on HighTimes.com. So look forward to that. You're going to be telling us what's happening down there. Yeah. In between all the rocking and the rolling that you're doing.
1: And the ayahuasca and an
0: emphasis on the rolling. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be awesome.
0: Awesome. You got anything else?
1: I'm going to channel my, my Hunter S. Thompson.
0: You should. You know. Go Gonzo. 2014. You got resolutions? Uh, I resolved to do this show more uh, regularly.
1: Yeah, let's keep it regular. Let's get uh, some metamucil. Into this one uh, thing <laughs>
0: you could say about Jen and I—we're regular people. <laughs> you got any resolutions?
1: Uh, more drugs and more writing, combined, right? Like Hunter. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna channel my inner Hunter.
0: That's very exciting. Do you have a particular drug that you'd like to try that you haven't maybe done before?
1: I don't know. I read The High Time Story on Ayahuasca by uh, Bruce Northam. And I don't know. It was a little like, how do you say it? Shamanic? If it's uh, like a tribal type of thing and you need like a, a guide there and yeah. there's a lot of dry heaving, that uh, see, that's comes where you lose with that, me. yeah. Anything the... that requires a
0: shaman and includes dry heaving, yeah. I am not doing.
1: I don't know, um, though it is you do purge so much physically, um, it. It is almost like a cleansing. Maybe I prefer my sonic cleansing more, <laughs> enslaved to the traffic light than this one. We'll see. Maybe I'll come back with a great story. I've I don't know. N- I
0: have no. I have no doubt that you will come back with a great story. So, okay, safe travels to you. I bet that's going to be an absolute blast. And uh, what do you think we should end the show with? Banan. Banan.
1: And it was their 30th show at Madison Square Garden.
0: Wow. Talk about numerology. Look at that.
1: Like, you were not even paying attention.